we've 75 minutes to win a game and that's our objective today there will be ups and downs in it there'll be goals maybe gotten conceded and whatever comes our way we just got to deal with Davy Fitzgerald is seen as one of the most colourful characters in modern GAA. That's a killer. That's a killer. Let's be honest, that's a killer. He had to do what he had to do. Well, Nowadays we know him as manager of the Clare senior hurling team. But during his playing days as goalkeeper, he won nearly everything there is to win in both the inter-county and club hurling scenes. Two All-Ireland titles with Clare. Champions in 95. Champions in 97. An All-Ireland club title with his home parish of Six Mile Bridge. Then there's Munster, county and minor titles, three railway cups and three All-Star awards acknowledging that he was the number one goalkeeper in the country. Well, he may be small in stature, but he's surely big in heart. Would you welcome, please, Davy Fitzgerald? What's life like for Davy as the manager of the Clare Hurlers during the rough and tumble of an inter-county hurling year? Late last year, I approached him to participate in a radio documentary. It took some convincing initially, but he finally agreed to allow me to follow him behind the scenes. He had one request though, that I not tell anyone about this documentary. He wanted nothing to take away from his team. This is Davy Fitzgerald's hurling year, 2016. Forty-five-year-old Davy is the eldest of two children, born to Pat and Nuala Fitzgerald. Even as a young hurler, Davy relished a challenge. As a young man in Six Mile Bridge, he used to hop out of his bed at the crack of dawn, cycle a few miles down the road to puck a schlitter off a wall, so that then Clare goalkeeper Leo Doyle could see him practising every morning as he drove to work. Once Leo had passed by, Davy would go home with his daily psych-out done. Davy was giving him the message. He wanted that jersey. When I was younger, when I was playing, it was home from school. Forget the books, get the hurley, out against the wall, non-stop, thinking I was this player and that player. I did that. That's what I loved. That was, if you ask me the time I loved most of all about being in hurling, it was that. It was being able to come home and go out and get the ball and be able to run around and just play. Love that. Loved it. Yeah, there was lots of hurling action today as well in our feature game, that uh, mouth-watering clash between Clare and Cork at Six Mile Bridge. Uh, watching this match for us today was... It's the 3rd of January when we start recording. Christmas decorations are still up and it's freezing. We're about to see some hurling. I'm amongst the hardy souls in Davies' home of Six Mile Bridge to watch his first competitive game of the year against Cork, with one-time rival Cork goalkeeper Donalo Cusack by his side whose shock appointment as coach was announced last October. Yeah, I'm sure the newspapers will be full of pictures of Davy Fitzgerald and Don Lokusic, his new assistant manager, on the line down there in Six Mile Bridge this afternoon. After the game... I had deep conversations with Don Lok before I brought him in. Wasn't sure till I met him. I wanted to meet him and talk to him. He's the exact same way I think and nearly as I am. We're both on the same wavelength. We think very similar on... My view is we really get on well. You'll have a rake of people out there waiting for us to have this big collision and whatever. It won't happen. I'm saying that now. I'm very certain that we will be united and good together. He's brought in. He has a job to do. He knows what it is. My job is to manage the team. There can only be one manager. I will be that. But by God, I'm very happy to have Don Cusick with me. While Davy was winning All-Irelands in 1995 and 1997... Donal Ogue made his debut for Cork in 1996. They wouldn't have had the warmest of relationships. 
It stung Davy for a long time that Donal Ogue was given an all-star instead of him in 1999. Davy was keen to keep his status as top goalkeeper. He wanted to be the best. But now, he wants the best. Probably wouldn't have even looked at him unless I thought he was that driven. And the way he analyses stuff, he was probably the only one to really analyse the game correctly over the last few years that he got most things so spot on and I admire that. But also he's, he's driving, his determination is, is massive for me and I would have massive respect for him um, while I fought with him. You know, sometimes when the battle is over, you look at the warrior you're against and you know that he fought tooth and nail for Cork. And if that had something to clear, I'm delighted to have him. Clare win. Their first competitive success over Cork since the 2013 All-Ireland final replay. Even this early in the year, they need it. Challenges are what drive Davy. He was badly bullied as a child and has long dealt with difficulty. He harnessed that experience and found strength from it. You know my, what my release was from that was hurling. That I'd go out off the wall and I'd get away from things and I'd be grand. And um, that helped a lot having that there for me, that I was able to do that. A knockback is a springboard to a step up in his book and a motivator to go back again and improve. He was told he would never grow big or strong enough to hurl for Clare, but he didn't listen. At the age of 18, at five foot eight inches tall, Davy stood between the posts wearing the saffron and blue of the banner for the first time as a senior inter-county hurler. He continued to guard the Clare goalmouth throughout the 90s. It's strange for a goalie to, to take it, but it doesn't matter, I suppose, if he scores. Be... Breaking the mould when he took a famous penalty in 1995, scored and then turned and ran the length of the pitch back to his own goal. He scored! And now he's racing back! He retired in 2008 with three All-Stars. Davy was appointed Clare manager in October 2011 and in 2013 they won the All-Ireland final with a very young team after a memorable replay with Cork. Who in the name of God is going to win the All-Ireland? The full-time whistle is blown. Listen to the banner roar. Before this, it had been 16 years since they won in All-Ireland. His young team had shown signs of talent though. They won the Under-21s Championship three years in a row in 2012, 2013 and 2014. These were players who meant business. This has been an exceptional night for our county. Ennis was alive for their 2013 homecoming. I want everyone over the next number of weeks to embrace this feeling. I want you to go and enjoy yourselves. And 2014, we'll be back to retain the McCarthy Cup. Up the banner! One of the aspects of being an inter-county manager is making time to meet the fans, which come from everywhere and anywhere. One of the highlights um, I had after we won the All-Ireland was going into the Poor Clares and Ennis. It was probably one of the best few hours I spent. They knew everything about the hurling. They were talking to me about this player and that player. They were telling me the night we bought home the cup that they sat outside in the lawn and they could listen and hear everything and meeting people like that. And that was brilliant. Like, and that's that's a, that's the kick. You get a kick out of stuff like that, you know. But I suppose there's ups and downs and everything. Yeah.
It's happened tonight. We've beaten the All-Ireland champions. Hurling is alive and well in Wexford. And I haven't seen scenes in Wexford Park ever like this before. Davy knows that after a high comes the fall. When Clare failed to replicate the feats of 2013 and got knocked out of the championship at the qualifier stages in 2014 and 2015, he worried for his young team. I caught him with an All-Ireland and I, I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't making an excuse. That is the truth. The cope of that is massive at such a young age. I think the last two years have been the roughest too because they've had to cope with that success at a young age. And I can see it this year, they're, they're starting to come back to themselves. Playing for Clare is not like Kilkenny where success is expected. This doesn't phase Davy. I love, love being with the underdog. I love being with a team. The big thing I get is seeing the reaction of people when they do something. Because I, I believe nothing is impossible. Winning an Ireland with Clare is massive. Like We wouldn't be one of the top two or three history-making things, but I believe we can make our own history, and I don't fear any of the top teams, and I want that to come across to any team I'm with, that, listen, nothing is possible, and, and we all have two arms, two legs, and we can make our own history. That's the way I look at it. That's how you make history for the future. Let's deal with today. Many, both inside and outside of Clare, see the 2016 season as make or break for Davy. If Clare can win the All-Ireland, it's huge. Redemption. If they lose, it could be the end of the line for him. It's 16. I'm just driving on for 16 and looking forward. Um, look back to 14 and 15 and learn a few lessons. I'm not going to win every year. It'd be stupid, you know, but it'll make it all the better when we win big games, and we will win them. When we win them big games, then I look back and them defeats and trust me, did they hurt? They hurt big time. And I think the lads hurt big time and that'll make it sweeter because we will win big games this year. Three weeks after the Cork game, deeper into January, with the weather even worse, Clare travel to Waterford for their third game in the Munster League. Clare win. In the howling wind and rain, I catch Davy very briefly as the team bus waits for him. So I promise I'm only going to keep you for three minutes. Let's go. It's cold and it's wet. How do you feel after this one? Um, yeah, that, that was an all right workout today. Oh, Johnny Hurling is great. It tells you what character's in a fella. That's what it tells you. It's not the same as Mayor June or the line, but it, it tells you what temperament he has from my view. We're not going to peak. We haven't actually started hurling training yet. Um, we've no hurling training done. So we're only starting our hurling training in a week and a half. So that's in the January we're starting our hurling, so we should be fresh enough for the year. Come on, Claire! Claire ends the month winning the Munster League. The pre-season competition is small fry in the grand scheme of things, but still, they have their first trophy of the year. OK, go for okay. it. You have four minutes. Four minutes. OK, Davy, you had a good January and now you're looking into a league campaign, which I'm guessing optimistically. It's now February 2016 and the National Hurling League is about to start. Played before the All-Ireland Championship, it's a fiercely competitive field. Clare haven't won a league title since 1978 and last year they dropped down to the second tier of Division 1B. The aim for 2016 is to win and claw their way back into Division 1A to play alongside the top counties in the country. All I want is a win. I don't care if it's by one point or five points. I just want to get that win. Do you think you need it? No. Like, wins are important. I just want a performance. I want a performance that'll... OK, yeah, I want to win. It'd be great to get that win because we didn't get enough from last year. 
Not only is he the Clare Hurling manager, he's also in charge of the Limerick Institute of Technology hurling team for the Fitzgibbon Cup. In fact, he's been managing various teams at all levels since the age of 18. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, listen up. All right. Um, just before training starts tonight, we're going to do something different, right? 26 years managed, managing teams. Nice few championships. So most of the championships have come in the last 10 years. You learn, you're learning all the time, and the time you stop learning, it's time you won't probably win much more. <laughs> no, but listen, the most important thing, as I've said it to you about playing, listen, most important thing in life is to get out and enjoy yourself, right? And we can do that. And you know the way we are about a hurling, just enjoy what we do, okay? So you need to have made loads of mistakes, and God, I made enough of mistakes managing for a long time, uh, and probably still making a few here and there. It ain't easy, but I find the best thing you can do is you have to always do what the right thing is for the team. And you have to be strong enough to be your own person, good and bad. Okay, guys, let's go. <laughs> Davy has the support of a large, well-respected backroom team, which includes coaches, physios and strength and conditioning experts. I really adore my players and my backroom staff, it's, I, I wanted a family feeling and I love that. They are such a massive part, like it wouldn't happen without them. They do everything for the team, everything ticks because of your coaches, because of your strength and conditioning, because of all the guys that set up the dressing room. It doesn't work unless everyone works. Do I get a kind of sense of fulfillment that I help put that together? Yeah, I do. I love it. I love being part of that little band that we have. Like, we go away, we play cards every night. There's six, eight, ten of us in the backroom staff that could end up playing cards till two or three in the morning. Will we have a fight? We could have a fight. We'll fucking... It's great. Like, we do stuff like that together. Davy has felt the ire of commentators and some people in Clare when things don't go Clare's way. It's funny, like, in Clare, I find that... When Clare are losing, it's definitely Davies' fault. When Clare are winning, it's definitely, it could be Joe O'Connor that done it, it could be Kelvin that done it, it could be Paul or it'll be Don Log. So you just got to accept that, that if you lose, you know what's coming. If you win, you still don't win. <laughs> so you don't, so does that bother you? Uh, not really. Before Davy began managing Clare, he was in charge of Waterford. It didn't take long before they won a Munster title and went to the All-Ireland final for the first time since 1963. Now, on Twitter and messages to us, there were lots of <laughs> uh, comments. One, John Milan was dancing in front of Davy Fitzgerald at the end, which seemed to upset a lot of the Clare supporters. Davy's well known for his animated presence on the sideline. Camera during the match caught uh, some bad language from Davy Fitz. In 2012, a camera caught him in the middle of a championship game shouting obscenities. Let's have a look and see what happened here. For weeks before big games, you'll be getting yourself up and you'll be, be thinking a lot of stuff and there's a lot of tension even in the games and you try and be as relaxed as you possibly can. Most of the time, and I, I promise you if, you, if you did look at a game where I'm on the sideline, I guarantee for 90% of that game, 95% of it, you'll see my arms crossed and looking at the game. Will I give it every now and again? I will. If I believe there's something I need to call, I will do it. 
There is a perception of Davy as temperamental and hot-headed, but that's not the Davy that Davy knows. They'll judge you for the few minutes on the side. That's grand as well. I, I can't change. I wouldn't try and change it. If you sit down and ask any of my players in detail, if you ask any of my backroom staff in detail, the people that work with me 24-7, then there might be a small bit different Davy Fitzgerald than you think. Yeah, a lot of people come up to you can't believe that you're probably as chilled or that you'd spend time. If I, if I think someone is genuine and they really want to chat, I'll give them time. No problem. It's nice to be nice. If I think someone is smart, I'll deal with that too very quickly. So I tell but I love genuine people and if they want to chat, if they want to photograph, not a bother. No problem whatsoever. And I think that's very important. Just some, I'd, I'd like to be liked by everyone. I don't think I'm a bad person. I'd like everyone to like me, but that's not going to happen. So it isn't. On Valentine's Day, I find myself in the crowd in Cusick Park as Claire beat Offaly in the first match of the National Hurling League. Later that evening, I see Davy, who's not happy that he has to endure another interview with me in the space of a few days. You're cranky today with me. Yeah. Why? Because we're two of these done in three days. This is hurling season, girl. This is getting into... Mine has to be on the job. We're in the Clare Hurling Centre of Excellence in Caherlohan, about a 20-minute drive east of Venice. Davy's relaxing in a comfortable-looking armchair, with half an eye on Premier League football on a TV behind me. Not many outsiders are allowed in here. I can tell he's still trying to make me out. Before I get a chance to start recording, he's asking me about the game. Yeah, I was just seeing it, you know, actually, you know, I thought about hurling. Um, and? Actually, you know, a small bit, honey, I didn't talk about for the Conamara girl. Uh, yeah, listen, I wouldn't be ringing you for advice long, but <laughs> at least you know a bit about it is great. Despite the win, he's not as upbeat as I'd expect a winning manager to be. Honestly, in my head, no, normally I wouldn't look at the game afterwards. It's just there's reacts of stuff going through my head at the moment and I know there's six or seven things I want to get into the boys, into their TV channel for them to have a look at. Um, probably won't do it tonight. I'll probably leave it until tomorrow and get it done tomorrow. It's just important to let yourself go down a small bit. So it's not downbeat, it's just you need to come down and relax. Anything else you'd like to add now before you throw me out of here? No, no. It's time for you to go. Enough is enough. Seven days later, they make the trek to Wexford. Again, clear win and the climb out of 1B to 1A of the league is going to plan. So far, so good. Two games, two wins. So after the game, you're absolutely jacked. Everything, you're just wiped out. If you've given it everything you have, you're wiped out. I normally come home, I'll go upstairs, and um, I'll, I'll watch a movie. I'll try and do something that'll take my mind off the game, even if I'm feeling terrible after losing a big one. I try my best to get myself down as quick as I can and get back to reality as quick as I can. I have a few different things that would, I would always try and do to stop me thinking about hurling all the time because it's a, it's a habit. I've done it for years. It's like hurling has been my life for years. Davy has a wind-down routine. He loves walking his dogs. And he's got a pretty good golf handicap and has competed in the South of Ireland Golf Championship, which is no mean feat. You know, in the golf course, you're, you're playing and you're trying to... It's great to switch off from hurling it's absolutely great it takes your mind off it if you're going out there and you want to hit it as low as you possibly can 
you haven't got time to be thinking of anything else. I'm going to use good judgment. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years. But Pilgrim... And he's a big John Wayne fan. And somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But I won't. I won't. The hell I won't. I love watching all movies. It doesn't matter. I, I would watch any type of movie, but I would try and get away from sport. I find it hard to watch sport after playing. So that's pretty nice. It's a movie. It's something to just bring your, bring your mind completely back down. And then maybe a day or two out, days afterwards, you would. Now, there has been an odd exception. Like, there's been one or two exceptions where I've had the game in my head and I might have thought we were beaten, but we didn't play that badly. And then I might, have to, I might just have to get out the DVD that I get after the game and look at it. Um, that might have only happened three or four times in the last seven or eight years now. Okay, boys, let's jog it in. The evenings of playing hurling under lights during February and March are over, and the league is going well. Clare are on a winning streak. They're unbeaten in five games, and top Division 1B earning promotion for next year. During the month of April, they beat Tipperary and Kilkenny. Now it's May, and Clare are in the final against last year's champions, Waterford. They're chasing their second trophy of the year and it goes into extra time. Time is almost up. McGrath is going for it. Put up the flag. It's over the bar. A 12th point of the day for Conor McGrath. And the teams are level again. Clear 15 points. Last chance. Morris back from injury. Crouched down over at the league title. It's coming down to this. Shannon taking his time. The ring and the booze and the cheers from the crowd. Shannon has his hands over his head. He thinks it's over. And the roar from the crowd will tell you it's over as well. This incredible game of hurling is level again. 22 points each. Waterford's Morris Shanahan, who earlier in the season had spoken about his struggles with depression, ensures a replay with a dramatic last puck of the ball. Davy is right over to him, congratulating him. And Morris Shanahan was the coolest man in Semple Stadium. People in Clare might have found it hard to understand why I went out to him after he scored the equaliser the first day. I did because the pressure he was under was immense and for him to do what he did was absolutely fantastic you know and yeah I was actually happy for him because he's been through a lot and he's a he's a super guy you have to you have to know Morris well like him Morris mightn't say boo to me after the match on Sunday if we happen to win but he'll always come around he's a great heart in him and uh, someone I'd be very fond of one week later Clare play Waterford again at the second time of asking Clare wins the league it goes right down to the wire. By a single point, Jamie Fitzgerald is calling for time. It's all over. It's all over. It's simple stadium. Their first since 1978. Trophy number two for 2016 is on its way to the banner. And next year, they'll be hurling in Division 1A. A big job done. That was just absolutely amazing, Derek. Amazing. Fans are delighted and the county board is thrilled. Down with, uh, two minutes in the you know. Hurling runs deep in the Fitzgerald family. Davy's father, Pat, happens to be the secretary of the county board. How did it work for me having him there as secretary? Probably the worst ever. That's been very straight and honest with you. My budget has been probably lower than any of the last four or five managers. I've had to go and raise money myself a lot. He wanted to be sure that everything was seen 50-50 with the footballers and the hurlers. He made life probably tougher for me than he did for any other manager. But he is my dad. I think he's done an exceptional job. And um, we talk about a lot of stuff. Um, I love ringing him. Um, I'd ring him most days. And do you know what? Half the time I'd probably ring him for nothing. I just ring him for 
to chat because like your family is your family. You don't win all Ireland's without being 100% driven and focused. It's all consuming. Everything else falls by the wayside. Family, relationships, friends, work. He tries hard to ensure time with everyone, including his son Colm, who played minor hurling for Clare last year. It's very hard to get time. Do um, we give my family enough time? Um, I probably don't give them enough time as I should. Like, we're all not getting any younger. You don't know what's around the corner. And, like, hurling is 24-7, whether you're looking at matches, whether you're looking back on training tapes, um, whether you're analysing what's coming up, whether you're ringing players. And everyone thinks it's grand. You go to training three nights a week, and that's... That's the easiest part of the job, so it is. There's a lot more to it. It's early June and another clash with Waterford is looming. This time it's the championship, the start of the All-Ireland journey. The win here guarantees a Munster final, which Clare haven't won since 1998, when Davy was the goalkeeper. The game at Waterford is a match that dictates your summer. If you win this, you're definitely hurling till the end of July, start of August. That's a massive step from where we've been the last year. So I suppose there is that element to this game. Um, if we lose Sundays at the end of the world, it's not. We've gone the other route before. Do we want to win? We want to win Sunday. And I believe we're good enough to win Sunday. So um, this will be a big one. I, I'd like to think that we can go out there and win it and we can get ready for a Munster final. I, 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 I've been lucky enough to manage in three Munster finals at Watford. I'd like to manage one with Clare and I think it's I think it's about time. There's four tickets there with no price number comps. Give them two of them. People are looking forward to it and looking for tickets. OK. OK, we'll, do, we'll be down here in a few minutes. You'll get calls from people. Their people are pretty close to you. Um, normally I don't answer my phone, probably as you well know, to people. So I don't, but people that have done me favours and there is people that have supported this team massively and there will be friends that have done a lot of stuff for me you have to take care of them but it's it's part of it you set aside probably an hour a day and you deal with that stuff and you get it all the way and then you just forget about it You but it is something that I warn the players about not getting caught up in it and even myself I just have to put that little bit of time aside give it to them and do it but 90% of the time it's back and stay focused At this stage, Davy is quite familiar with the Waterford management. This will be the third time they'll play them in the space of a few weeks. And their manager, Derek McGrath. Mm, I've learned a lot about Derek. I would get on pretty well with him. asked him to come to Waterford a few times. He, he's called down to me before and we spent a good bit of time chatting. Um, Derek's a smart guy, but Derek's ruthless enough. He'll come across the TV as lovely and X, Y and Z. Derek will do what he has to do. That's for sure. I respect that. And the job he has done in Watford, hats off to him. He's a tough guy, so he is, and I lo- I'm really looking forward to this battle with him. Can't wait. Conor McGrath can steer the efforts over for Clare, so that's a wide ball, and Davy Fitzgerald is the arms that He's not happy with that with 28 minutes played. It's gone out over the sideline, it'll be a line ball, and the game is over. Watford are through to the Munster hurling final. Clare lose. Maybe they did get the tactics wrong today. I mean, what sort of work do they have to do to put themselves into contention? Because they've got a long qualifier run, which could involve a big team in there. It could, Jackie. Yeah, it all depends on the draw. Look, they'll be very disappointed today. For a while, I don't hear from Davy. I thought they'd bring way more 
passion, way more drive, way more energy. I thought they were lifeless all through. Uh, very, very disappointing performance from Clare. It's a long journey home to Clare this evening. It certainly is. Okay, Knocked out of the Munster Championship, Clare go through the back door into the qualifiers. Gets it at the second. On the first Saturday in July, they beat Leash. On the second Saturday in July, they beat Limerick. This is like Clare when they're playing the under-21 championship. 50 metres out from Podge Collins, strikes it in and strikes it over the bar. Three Things are beginning to get back on track. And he's stamping his mark on this qualifier match here at Semple Stadium. Despite the fact that it's winning games that matters, Davy knows interviews have to be done, whether you win or lose. Press stuff after the game, you're doing it as an obligation for the GA that you have to do. I don't like doing it, but I appreciate people want to hear different bits and pieces, that's fine. His rule is a joke. In the past, despite best efforts, Davy found it hard to hold fire, like after the game with Wexford in 2014, when one of his players was sent off for interfering with another's helmet. I want to, jeez, lighten up a small bit in that rule, you know? If you hit someone harder, if you give him a bit in the head, fine, fair enough. Put your hand on the face guard, my opinion, I think this is ridiculous what's the story is but listen that's the way it is he had to do what he had to do that's what he's been instructed to do I don't agree with it I would normally wear my heart to my sleeve and tell it exactly as it is and you'd be holding back maybe on one or two things but through me you could not normally see me like you'd know how I feel exactly and I'd be only telling the truth as it is right and some people don't like that that I would do it Last year, a PR expert joined the backroom team and gave Davy some strategies on holding back, which he manages pretty well now. We, we had a lot of wides in that, but in fairness, I thought Watford was tenacious today. I thought they totally deserved it, so like, we, we've no complaints whatsoever. I probably became more boring. I just said what had to be said, and you didn't really get what was in my mind. Better team winning today, Claire, that's the way it goes. It's, it's disappointing, but um, we're down, but we're not gone yet. If that's the way they want me, probably... That'll be a downside probably for the media guys. They will. They had the best of me. Probably now they're just going to get the same stuff every day, which will be pretty boring. But listen, I, I was a fella that always wore my heart in my sleeve like that. I got absolutely criticised over that, you know, so just said the right things now. It, it doesn't really matter. Despite the apparent tough exterior, Davy has taken the sticks and stones approach to criticism. I don't get hurt as badly as I used to. Uh, I used to take it off of the heart and I'd feel like picking up the phone and I'd say, Jesus, what are you talking about? Like, you don't know me, you don't know nothing about me. And now I kind of, nah, couldn't be bothered. There's a lot of good, honest journalists out there that are really good. So we shouldn't tarnish them all with the rum brush. I think that's very important to say. They're really good journalists that I would respect and admire as regards that write good pieces. While not always agreeing with opinions about himself or his team, Davy has a grudging respect for those who put their name to their criticism. He's against online forums where people can post anonymously. If it wants to go online, put your name to it. Stand up and put your name to it. I do not believe these forums should be allowed. I think it's time our Irish government stand up and say, I'm not going to allow people to be bullied anymore by nameless people. I think everyone should have to put their name. If they want to bully you and have a go at you, put their name out there. Because it's too easy to have pot shots. I have a family who look at things and listen to things, or my backroom team who are like my family. And they're the people that really matter to me, is them group of people. I hate seeing them get hurt, and they get hurt quite easily. And that's the reason I'm probably so strong on the media and social media, because I see how it affects them.
murder me and it does hurt them and I am very adamant on that that this has to stop in our society I think it's a cancer that's got in to our culture and it's not right it is not acceptable as the end of July approaches, Davy is now consumed by his next opposition, Galway, in an All-Ireland quarter-final. This is make or break time. Win and you're through to the semi-final. Lose and you've no championship hurling until the summer of 2017. No, I'll be thinking about it again 24-7. Might have to know up beside the bed and something might pop into your mind or your watching a Galway match for the fifth time or sixth time and you're looking at, oh, it's it's crazy. It doesn't leave you. It's And it's hard to do anything else. Even when you go out and try and play a game of golf, you're in the middle of it and you're, something else might pop into your head. And I like it that way. That's that's the way it goes. Or ringing the backroom staff, like, seeing can we come up with something new? Or A week before the match, former Galway and Clare manager and well-known pundit Gerlach Nan has taken a shot at the tribesman's character in a newspaper article. He calls Galway gutless and said the management reminded him of Dermot Morgan's father Trendy. Davy feels this will be used as fuel to motivate Galway against the Clare team. It hasn't helped that our own native Gerlach Nan has absolutely called him Everton under the sun. <sighs> It's he's done it a few times. He did it with Kilkenny as well this year. Like and Kilkenny have been a top team. They've won this team, particular team he was talking about, have won two All Irelands back to back. My God, like I don't know why Joe would say that because even when we were playing under Joe, I think we were a pretty good team. Well, he told us that anyhow that we were more than good. So that's why it's hard to figure out why he does stuff like that. He knows that we're trying to make a breakthrough. So it, it doesn't feel right and. Um, would I be a bit disappointed? I would be a, a bit disappointed. Um, I'll always have that respect for Gerald for what he done for us, but as Clare manager, he hasn't helped me exactly too much, to tell you the truth. And it it does hurt a bit because I would have had massive respect for him, especially when he was in hospital, even sick. I, I would have texted him most Fridays. I would so, just a bit disappointed that way. Um, that'll make it really tough in my view the way we've decided to deal with it is we came out and we said it publicly that we don't agree with them comments Clare have already played three games in this championship it's the week before the quarter final game against Galway Davy looks exhausted it, it, it drains you you absolutely are drained once this is over but I want Please, God, to have that feeling where I'm part of a unit that's going into Crow Park on the bus that's playing in one of them big days. That's that's what you want to have. And I, I hope this year, I really do. I love this bunch of players. They've been so loyal to me in tough times. I think they know I've been loyal to them and we go through a lot together. I love to go into Crow Park with them again. That's There's nothing better. All-Ireland semi-final or All-Ireland final getting up there and being in the thick of it and that's all I've ever wanted for Clare doesn't mean that we have the right to win Everton but the, the right to go up there and compete The Clare hurling manager Davy Fitzgerald was admitted to hospital in Dublin this morning to undergo tests Fitzgerald, a renowned fitness fanatic A few days later he takes ill when helping out at a local funeral God rest Geraldine Crean across the road from us, I passed away suddenly and I was doing a bit of car parking across the road from her house which is on my lens and um, I felt a tightness in the throat and I just had a feeling things weren't right. So um, 
rang the dock and we talked and we decided the best thing was to go straight to Galway. Did a few testings, they said it seemed all right, but I weren't happy and we did an angio that night and we found out that I had a massive blockage, that plaque had come off the arteries, so we had to get on to my man in Dublin, Niall Mulville, great guy, um, who I deal with and got up there and we had to get it, get it sorted the next day and... Um, like, when you're in that territory where you have a big block, a genting could happen. It's not the first time he's had health trouble. He got his first fright from his heart way back in 2003. And a while after that, a cyst was found in his brain. In 2009, he had minor heart surgery. The one thing that annoys me, though, as I'm hearing this thing, oh, sure, the way he is on the sideline, and so why wouldn't he be that way? Number one, it has very little to do with it. It's just in my genes, it's in my mother's side of things, such as that. that's the, the main reason. Number two, I'll get that when the sideline for a few minutes, but I'm back down so quick afterwards, and I have that well checked. So that is probably the most annoying thing I have to listen to all the time. And I know people are worried about it, but a bit of recovery time ahead of me. But back to fight another day. Davy's focus shifts back to the Galway quarterfinal. I actually spent an awful lot of time thinking about clear up there and stuff for the match. And, you know, that's good in a way. It takes your mind off things because you could let things take over your mind awful easy when you got blockage and what-ifs and that and the other thing. And the hurling was a welcome distraction, but I suppose when time's quieting down, you'll get more time to think. The night before the game, I get word that Davy is going to be on the Semple Stadium sideline as his team take on Galway. They knew there was no question, more than likely that I wanted to be there. and uh, I've talked to Niall about this, Niall Mulville, a few times. Like, he knows that, to me, there'd be no point living unless I'm involved in sport. And he knows the story. And we had a good chat about it. If it was going to affect me long-term massively, and he said, no, it just felt the way I just need to change a few things in my diet and do a few other bits and pieces. Oh yes, this is such a big game for both of these counties today. So let's see, Jerlacan, what do Galway need to do in this match today to satisfy you? Well, to lose the game. <laughs> five, five, five points with four and a half minutes left. That's the difference between Clare's end of championship in 2016 and moving on to an All-Ireland hurling semi-final. Unfortunately, it didn't go to plan for Clare. Five points between them. Joe Canning with the free into the breeze. Outside the Clare 65 metre line. Davy Fitz is bellowing orders to his forward line to open it up. Joe I think I realised once they got back up to five and six points near the end of it, it was maybe five minutes to go. We were in there with a chance right up to that, I think. We were threatening, like, we were threatening. We had to go for goal then for two or three chances that we normally would throw over in our sleep. And that isn't a great sign, but um, they kept battling away. He's hunkers over the ball. Brian Gavin blows the final whistle. And Galway will be hurling in August. This was the end of the road. Now Claire, beaten in the air, living off scraps, taking wrong options up front when they got the ball. You know, it's three years in a row and they haven't got to Crow Park, a team that won in All-Ireland. Yeah. So it now raises real questions about maybe the quality of the team, number one, mm -hmm. and about where the team is going, you know. So an awful lot of positives there for Galway, but big, big questions for Clare. One week after the Galway match and Clare's exit from the All-Ireland Championship, Davy is understandably deflated. We are feeling empty. You're asking yourself questions, you're 
your probably nine, ten, eleven months of work is over. It's not a nice feeling. So it hasn't been an easy few days. Some critics were of the opinion that Clare peaked too early in the season. Um, peak? Mm, no, it wasn't. We were in great shape for the last month or two. Um, we had to get out of 1B. It was a must for us and win as many games as we could. We had no choice but to go out as early as we could and perform as early as we could. But out of the 17 competitive games, to only lose two isn't too bad, you know. Davey is facing questions about his future. I honestly don't know what I want to do. Last year I knew 100% what I wanted to do. I could stay with Clare. I could take a year out. I could see myself managing someone else because I love hurling so much and want to do something different and help someone different. I'm a bit confused at the moment, but what I've done, and this is probably a week after the game, is I've taken a week where I've tried to block it out of my head and forget about it to just get myself better. Has it happened once or twice that certain things have creeped in there? It has. But I honestly am trying to push him away just for the moment. For a man who loves hurling, what he says about the All-Ireland final surprises me. The first Sunday of September, where are you going to be? Not watching the All-Ireland. I'll be doing something. I'll be golfing or doing something then. Why would you avoid it? I don't want to see it. I, I'd rather the All-Ireland was over and then I'd look at it again and go over it again and start analysing it. People listening to that and I might think that's nuts that you won't watch the All-Ireland final unless you have to. I'll watch it when it's when it's over. If it's very hard when you have a team to think could be there and and they're not there. But I will watch it. I just might watch it live. Because I just kind of want it to be over so I can do whatever I'm doing next year, just get ready to go on plan again, you know. Now, if I wasn't over a team and I was just an ordinary supporter, I'd probably go at it and I'd look at it. And But I am like... At the moment I am, and uh, I still pill power, and it's very feckin' hard when you feel you could be there and have to look at it, so it is, you know. Despite being knocked out of the championship, the drive to succeed, which he's had since he was a young boy, is still so strong. I'm a dreamer. I love having dreams, I love having ambitions. I always put stuff up in front of me. I keep having that drive to do it, and there's that thing inside of me that could be playing a game of cards on Thursday night with my mum. I want to win them. I might be playing ten table tennis over home. I want to win it. I wanted to play in the South of Ireland and play golf. I wanted to manage clear no matter what. Win not Ireland. Done it. I always say to the kids when we go talking to school that no matter what age you are or what the story is, you should always have a little dream that you want and don't let anyone take it away from you and keep working towards it. it. Might take a long, long time and you mightn't get everything, but you've got to keep trying. And you'll get there. I think it's so important to have that dream. There's a lot of counties would love to have what Clare have had. And a lot of counties this year would love to have what we have had. So, glass half full again, I suppose, at me, but that's just the way it is. There's only one team who's going to win in Ireland at the end of the year. <laughs>